Master Chief Amasakai drummed her fingers along her desk impatiently. Then she drummed them again, and again. Staring at the walls was going to drive her out of her mind. With a sigh, she punched the button on her office intercom. Weir, status report on the world all, she said. It wasn't a question. The Master Chief did not ask questions. Not in her current state of mind, anyways. Yes, Chief, said the voice on the other side of the communicator. I'm afraid there's been no change. Instrumentation indicates that it's still floating out there, essentially inert. The dabble remains docked with it, but no communications with either one. Kai scowled. That hadn't helped her mood at all. Unity is unable to reboot the link? I'm afraid Unity's interface on both vessels is down. Diagnostics indicate that there's some new form of interference, but it's odd. Define odd, Weir. I'm not interested in cryptic proclamations. The man on the other end of the line sighed. It seemed more a stall for time than actual exasperation to the chief. Finally, he came through with an answer. Seems like it's the hull of the divinity itself, I'm afraid. Something about the frame of the ship is causing every signal we send out to attenuate rapidly. Of course, Kai thought, mauling her fists. Some obscure engineering problem. Two teams, or a dozen teams, building their own separate pieces of the ship, never working together, never communicating. Now they were sitting in the greatest technological marvel in the universe, helpless while it muzzled itself. But Weird said... She pressed the button again. You say this is a new problem? It's only arisen in the last few days, ma'am. It's the strangest thing. As if the chemical composition of the outer hull has somehow changed. What would cause something like that? I don't know. Nothing? I, I don't think it could be unity. I mean, I mean, fundamentally, it's, it's not designed to stop itself like that, you know? There was a thought there. Master Chief Amasakai leaned back in her chair and grabbed something from her desk. Just a little folding device that she could fidget with one hand. An impossible change. One that seemed almost designed to limit Unity's reach. She had to assume brighter minds than hers were hard at work on the problem, but still. She'd been the one to send those four out, disconnected, after that drifting hulk. If there was anything out there... She was starting to wonder if she'd killed them. This is Pot Against the Machine. You can take away my spaceship. You can take away my space suit. You can even take away my space lasers. But you can never, ever take away my space game. <laughs> back to Pot Against the Machine in Space, the only Starfinder actual play that lives inside a Pathfinder actual play and bubbles to the surface every so often like some kind of half-mixed spombie poison cocktail. I'm your host, and here's everyone. 
Spillo. Spillo. <laughs> Still getting some spilage out of that one. Yeah. It's Spy. been spunts. We can we can go back to it. Spo spime spas spast. <laughs> well, even though Spospime has spast. It has been a little bit of a minute for some people, not us, obviously, but no. maybe the listeners. Uh, so let's take a minute to take a look at how we got here. The crew of the Dapple, Captain Lysander Norge Barstow, Pilot Kalexa Mal, Medical Officer Tetros 5, and let's call them Security Officer Feral Jays, are normally crewmates on the Divinity, a massive, one-of-a-kind, faster-than-light generation ship, on a 25-year mission to explore distant space and live, learn, and love whatever's out there. Normally, that's what they do, but today is anything but normal. Because the environment module Weraldal recently sent out to investigate an anomalous planet-sized warm body in the cold black void between the stars, has lost control of communications, computers, navigation, and their drive. They're out there drifting hundreds of thousands of miles from help and unable to do anything about it. So the Dapple, being a space tugboat, a spugboat if you will, has been sent out to ascertain the status of the crew, the 42 souls trapped in space, and bring back this multi-billion credit environment module. Just normal stuff. Only as they approached, they found that even short band radio communications weren't functioning, and the computer interface by the docking tubes was locked out. They had to hack their way in to board the ship. Luckily, the environmental controls on board were perfectly functional, although the air smelled a little earthy, a little rotten. They searched the docking deck, found a cache of explosives in a supply closet, and a still-logged-in communications terminal that received something interesting. They've been receiving communications from the Divinity, but no one has been reading them. Looks like a few days ago, Weraldal docked with a small stealth craft, and they tried to reach out to the Divinity for advice, but were unable to transmit. Tetros 5 went back to the Dapple and scanned the area but could find no stealth ship around. Either it was gone or it was so stealthy they couldn't detect it. After that, they proceeded to the elevator, which malfunctioned and sealed them in, then began venting some sort of contaminated gas. The crew was able to seal the vents, which seemed to reset whatever mechanism had malfunctioned, but not before the full breathing complement of the party was poisoned. But I'm sure that's fine. Tetros treated each crew member, which should help them recover and the party proceeded to the crew deck, as that was the most likely place to account for the crew. And find the crew they did. Five of them, tongues hanging out, drooling, and generally acting like zombies. The space zombies attacked, and while the crew fought off the zombies, a whole bunch more from the next room broke down the wall and attacked as well, and just ruined a toilet. Eventually, the Dapplers shut down the threat and ex examined the zombies. It appeared that this wasn't your standard undeath effect that they were under. This was something biological in origin. The crew moved on to the mess hall, had a quick snack, some of them were really hungry and those goo tubes were just so tempting, and then Lysander made a beeline for the officers' cabins. As a captain, he obviously recognized the value of leadership in a time of crisis. Inside those cabins, though, there were two more zombies and the captain himself, we call him Spabio here, uh, who was further warped than any of the other zombies into a semi-living, goo-coated aberration who could manage to talk just enough to invite the party to some kind of a banquet. He then proceeded to nearly kill Farrell, get his goopy duodenum all over everyone, but uh, Kalexa's railgun shot, rail shot of a lifetime took him down. Increasingly frustrated, 
and more than a little freaked out, the party patched up their wounds and moved on to the science officer quarters in search of survivors. What they found was argu arguably worse than zombies, or spombies. The three science officers were lashed to the wall by pulsating vine-like structures. They couldn't move, they looked like they couldn't see or really comprehend their surroundings, but they could scream. And scream they did, until the party mercifully ended their suffering. Tetros was able to determine that these people were in some sort of pupil stage, and developing into spombies that the crew had already encountered, using those strange vines for some kind of fluid exchange. The vines themselves were unlike anything the Androphan records have ever seen. It seems the Dapplers are dealing with some sort of undiscovered life forms. Solemnly, they moved on to the final crew cabin, and they found actual survivors. Four Androphans, all prone, all clearly suffering from the beginning stages of a space zombie infection, but still breathing, and most importantly, still alive. One of them was even conscious enough to ask for help, but he couldn't remember his name. He could only remember the attackers, the ones who make you hungry, the ones who take and take and take until you're theirs. And that's where we are now. Solid recapping. Really, really excellent stuff. I had the good sense of writing that <laughs> when we recorded the other, when it was actually fresh. Not that any time has passed. So, so yep. we haven't really asked about the, Izzy, my rules guy, you first. Yeah, what's up? Oh, okay. I was all excited to answer a question. Uh, no, I was going to say, we're all standing in the room with the survivors. This, this person has just spoken. Uh, I would like to take advantage of the assumed distraction and sneak back into the vine room if I can. Alright, I don't see why not. Great. I'll do that. Sorry, Zach, you go ahead. No, I, I believe we were like, so we were still talking to the captain. Um, captain? It was the captain. Oh, not the right? captain. No, just not a, the captain. A person. Just a person. A, a maintenance yeah. person of some maintenance kind. Maintenance person. Uh, I'm sure they're the captain of maintenance. Um, and <laughs> they aren't they're promoted right now because i'm pretty sure uh anybody standing up is a standing officer on this they're all canonically uh, prone so vive enemies vive harbingers of hunger how would you describe them um he's like lying on the ground staring up at you and, and says uh, there were they were like like worms or or like um like horrible crabs or or and he kind of trails off and, and stares at nothing now, were, were they worms or crab or like a mix of both because those are those are two very different animals with very different body types. Yes. <laughs> they they were just going to look back at Lysander like okay. <laughs> Alright, so they're worm crabs. Are, are the worm crabs in the room with us right now? <laughs> there don't appear to be any worm crabs in the room with you right now, though you're perfectly allowable to roll a perception check if you want to search for worm crabs. Vibe parenthetical worm crab. 
no, I, um, so wh what thighs are these? Wabs? Quirms? What, whatever you call them. They're, they're huge. They're 10 feet tall, 10, 10 feet wide or, or bigger. He's getting kind of frantic, like reliving the moment as he, um, like his eyes dart around. Uh, does a 26 perception, just kind of looking around this room while Lysander's interrogating him, see any worm crab creatures or any trace of them? Uh, you do not see not a single, um, worm crab creature. Captain, I, I think this guy is, uh, you know, he is suffering from the, uh, whatever this is. Maybe he imagined them being some kind of worm Is anybody else still hungry? Starting off the night hot with a natural 17, uh, Tetros ponders and wonders if he's ever heard of a 10-foot-tall slash wide or larger crab slash worm creature with a total of a 31 life science. Wow. Um, with the 31 life science, I would say that um, Tetros thinks that they're probably two separate things, that this uh, person has been describing worm-like things and crab-like things that he's kind of conflating. Um, he seems to be a bit confused, but um, there are no known, like, 10 foot tall or 10 foot wide crab monsters that you can think of now there are numerous alien worms mostly like mindless creatures mostly worm sized so there's the, the occasional big huge worm monster hmm. so is this kind of like a we're in, are we in the mercy kill situation? I again? don't think we're there yet. I don't know. No. There. Does Tetros think there's anything that he could do to halt this process or reverse this process? Or does it seem like they're already too far gone? He can look at them with his micro lab and get an automatic 34 on life science. I think Tetros is pretty confident that with an actual medical lab or with like an auto doc, he could probably resolve this infection. And um, while they're almost certainly traumatized, they um, could conceivably survive and, and have the infection completely removed. And I would say all of you being um, Androphin employees of the divinity know that the science level of this ship has a fully functional medical lab under normal circumstances. Yeah. Of the one that we're on right now? Yeah. The yeah. habitat modules are all equipped with a fully stocked medical lab. Nice. And that would probably be our only option for it, right? Because wasn't it several days of travel to get here from the Divinity itself? Yeah, it would take a few days to yeah. get back. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, so we couldn't just bring them with us. They'd turn into zombies before we got them back to that medical center. And what floor are we on? Uh, right now, you're on the crew floor. Okay. And is science below us? Um, I don't know that there's really a Euclidean design of what deck goes where. <laughs> I'll say science That's... is below you. Petros would look at his dearly beloved captain and say if we could get to the medical lab and the science deck we could save these people I feel confident that we could resolve whatever terrible infection has turned them into well is and he'll try and lower his voice but it's not a whole lot lower because he's an android will eventually turn them into space zombies like the other members of the crew we have had to kill. It's still probably uncomfortably audible <laughs> to the other people in the room. What, yeah. what was that he's about? He's also whispering to Lysander as he stands over one of them. <laughs> yes, yes. Tetroth, my friend. Someone may see a, a, a fiend a person when they look at you, but I know that a heart of empathy beats inside of that chest. Uh, yes, let's get them to the medical center post-haste. Mm, yes, I agree. In fact, why don't you all go and get them to the medical center and I'll stay here and do some reconnaissance. Yes? Yes. Excellent. Good plan, team. And then we'll just um, stick their hand out and do one of those count off. One, two, three, team. By themselves. Well, <laughs> I mean, there was the count off, so I guess good delegation. I really appreciate the um, contribution to management. Oh, of course. Always, Lysa, darling. Uh, now, uh, go on, Git. Uh, you all find the medical, and I'll hang out right here and... Um, Count the goo tubes. Uh, I wonder if uh, I might want to maybe uh, help Farrell uh, count the goo tubes. Or actually, we should probably take a sample of whatever these vines or whatever are, shouldn't we? Yes, of course. That's exactly what I was thinking. I lied when I said count the goo tubes. Let's take a sample of the vine. It's important. And I think Farrell starts moving toward them with a with a with a cutty stabby, some sort of space tool for cutting. Towards us or the vine? Yeah. Toward, no, she no, yeah. turns on everyone. I'm hoping the vines. Towards That's the end of the uh, interlude. Yeah. Yeah. No, towards the vine. It just fades to black as we all get murdered by an elf. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean these things have have gone inert so you can totally take a um, sample of them if that's what you like yeah take a sample and put it inside a bowl just just grab something just put it inside of the nearest receptacle yeah. is what is what Farrell's gonna do yeah a space Pyrex container is conveniently available and Kalexa will also say you know maybe like it could be useful once we get to the medical bay to analyze it and see if maybe we can help with curing them or something but uh, I, I just feel like we really 
really should take a sample with us. I agree. Sample procured. Wait, why am I Southern? I don't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm fairly sure you're not Southern. Usually you have a quantum accent. It, it <laughs> spans all of our audio. Uh, okay, well, they very normal, like, decide to get a sample. Tetris would look to the captain and say, we should Mm-hmm. Head then to the science deck before we bring these uh, sick crewmen down. Perhaps we can find beds or something to transport them on the science deck. Yes. And uh, so you've gotten your sample and you can bring your tubes. I think we should go as a team, perhaps. Oh, sure. Whatever you say, Captain. Okay. Um, and we'll grab another goo tube and eat that. And the flavor is outstanding. It is chemical peel and raisin. <laughs> chemical peel and orange peel. <laughs> Damn it, Zach. I'm sorry to interrupt. My main interface on the ship appears to be completely disabled. Attempting an emergency reboot. That's probably not good. I would go so far to say bad. Yes. We should move post, post, haste. Oh, indeed, my loquacious friend. Come, come, let's go. Yep. Uh, are we leaving the... Because we don't have beds to move them? Or are we like, yeah. going to scout? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see if we can find, like, gurneys or something to carry them with. This doesn't make me spun comfortable. Spurnies, excuse me. Weekend at Spurnies. Weekend at Spurnies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll clear out the um, door that's sort of between you and the elevator, because you know the general shape of this thing by now. You've basically completed a full circuit around this floor. And the elevator is back over here. Oh no, I jagged a bed with you. Oh, damn, it's coming with us. That's my familiar. No, bring it back. Ooh, that's what we went to go look for. We found one. We don't even have to leave you the room. You got the bed. You did it. <laughs> that is also the problem being solved. And so in the elevator, you see the... Um, Docking floor, crew floor, science floor, um, and engineering, and bridge. Uh, bridge is locked down, though. Did we, Trenron, did we get anything off the uh, off Spabio that would maybe unlock the bridge? He didn't have any kind of anything on him that I remember. It seemed like, if anything, no it had all passed, but I just wanted to make sure, yeah. It had all been subsumed in the goop, I think. Mm. looking for beds or I guess spurnies feels like science science I feel like is where the medical stuff would be right yeah science yeah. is where the medical lab is yeah we're definitely going to science yeah all, right. all the way I have popped you over to a new map the um, <laughs> elevator um, in this floor once it goes uh, down a floor it stops and there are four doors 
um, out of here because it's basically just just the floor is what moves between the things, um, and you're in a round room with doors in all cardinal directions. So, uh, uh, would we know? You said before that these ships are all built to like us the same floor plan these habitat ones uh would we know where the medical bay is usually located based off that yeah. would there be a role to remember that no i mean you you have a floor plan and i believe you have a schematic of the ship uh mm -hmm. so you would you would know that oh yeah we do we definitely we found a schematic yeah that's right that the um effectively to the east um, though, you know, there's no cardinal directions in space, but what you would consider east were you looking at a map in the normal cardinal direction orientation, that would be the door for you. Okay. I will listen at the eastern door. The 17. Dead silence. You don't see anything at the Speastern door, or hear anything, rather, at the Speastern door. Speastern door it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open it. All right, yeah, opening up the Speastern door revert, reveals a ten-foot-wide T-shaped hallway with several doors in it. Uh, there. There are doors leading north and south along the sort of thinner part of the hallway. And then once you get to the T-intersection, there's a double door directly ahead. You would know that that is where the actual medical lab is. A double door to the south that leads to a infirmary. And a double door up to the north, which uh, would be more of a biology lab. So infirmary? Uh, infirmary, yeah. Infirmary would probably be where they would have any kind of anything to pick anybody up with, right? Makes sense to sure, me. Sure, sure. Now, what's the rush? Uh, slightly goopy friends upstairs won't be going anywhere immediately, right? We have a little time to explore. Uh, I think the eminent zombification is the timeline. So, I mean, I appreciate and do not want to quash the adventuring spirit. But perhaps we could direct it towards triage. He is captain of maintenance, after all. Far be it for me to go against the captain. Sure, let's, uh, let's do our good deed of the day. 25 listening at the spothern door towards the spinfirmary. Uh, seems to also be very quiet in there. Oh, wait, oh, there! I see it's one of the hallways. Shall we spoken it? Spoken. Yeah. Spoken it, spot. Mm. Spopening up the door, uh, you see a row of beds sitting along the southern wall in this well-lit room. Glowing screens and metal desks sit on the opposite walls. All of these beds are unmade. Some of the sheets are thrown to the floor and torn, and there are spatters of blood dotting the entire half of the room. Blood in a strange, viscous, yellowish-green liquid. To the east, there's a large metal pod in the corner of the room, and, you know, this is normally used to keep badly injured or extremely sick patients in, station, in stasis to stop any deterioration, uh, but that is currently sitting idle and powered down. What check would you want 
uh, for the strange viscous fluid. Would that be medicine or life science or what? That would probably be a life science check. Ooh, natural 19. That brings us to a 33. So I think that Tetros is starting to build something of a genetic profile of what he's looking at here because everything that you're coming across, all of these samples are undiscovered species and the genetic makeup of them is completely foreign to uh, your understanding in medical literature. Uh, But it seems more and more that you're getting the sense that these are kind of a, a strange like non-differentiated tissue like the liquid itself is like almost designed to be pliable and malleable so that it can serve many different purposes um, in a creature or as part of a creature depending on, on how it needs to adapt so kind of like what you would imagine like the cells of like an ooze would look like if they were like an actual real creature. <laughs> it's a little bit ooze-like. Yeah. Do we see any, like, gurneys or stretchers or anything? Uh, the four beds along the southern side of the room are all on, on wheels that are currently in a locked position, but they should be move, move, movable. I can oh, speak yeah. really well tonight. So we just need to make one check for each wheel to unlock them. Uh, probably spend a good 10 minutes already. Yeah, it's very <laughs> difficult engineering. <laughs> we also have to launder the sheets so they don't have any of the blood or any of the uh, yellow yeah. multi-purpose ooze on them anymore. If only we had a oh, technomancer to cast you know, token spell and clean it all up. Well, here's your gurneys. Let's, uh, shall we then? Emergency reboot has failed. Contingent CAI system has been activated. Uh, can Alexa make a computer's check on what the heck is going on with our Unity? Yeah, go for it. That is a 17 on the die for a 28. Um, it seems like Unity is functioning as normal. She's trying to get into the ship and she is failing which is weird because she should have complete control or they I, I don't know Unity's pronouns it's difficult to say uh Captain everybody this is uh this is really strange Unity is trying to patch into the systems on this ship and it should be able to we have power we have everything we've been opening doors turning on lights but it cannot get a connection uh this could have something to do with the same issue we ran into where we found all those messages they tried to send out but couldn't it's like something is stopping this ship from talking to anything else uh yes well cow dear that's hardly the strangest thing we've seen tonight is it or today i don't know what time it is in space pardon me I think we'll find more of those anthers once we reach the bridge, but currently I believe we should wheel these burnies into the spellivator. Perhaps we could have a spontage 
of us doing that and bringing the patients down in uh, the interest of time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that there's um, anything stopping you. I mean, you've got a clear path. Um, It probably takes a couple trips just because of the relative size Mm -hmm. of the patients and the elevators. Mm -hmm. We've run through the hallways with them to... uh, you only get what you give by the new radicals, and we chase a guy in a suit with a gurney. <laughs> Do the patients in their mental state uh, have issues with us? Are we able to get them without a fight? That was the only thing I wasn't sure about. Uh, three of them seem to be basically catatonic, and just the one guy who w- was on the floor... Um, seemed to be the only one who was conscious and I think he puts up like a little bit of a fight but he's mostly um, very confused and kind of unable to to do all that much other than like twist about a little bit and, and mutter confusedly Fair. sweet so we got an auto doc they got the music in right. you yeah the uh, <laughs> Don't and you know go. the auto dock is over in the um, medical lab, which is up up the hallway, sort of at the midpoint of the hallway. Yeah, that was yeah, the one that was straight ahead from the elevator was the yeah. Found for good. Yeah, we know they got to pull through. Mm. <laughs> got a reason to live. True. Anyway, uh, I'll listen at the the door again. Eh, only a fifteen. Seems to be totally quiet there as well. Am I going through the... I can't remember. I don't feel... I'm like looking at his skills and I'm like, diplomacy? I'm not sure if this is a Brixby protocol sort of thing. So I'm just going to step back. Um, Anybody want to go through the... Whatever, I lead from the front. Let's go. That's... That's the wrong door. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You <laughs> biology lamp. We went into the what was that one like the science la- or no the uh, surgery room or Fair. something? Biology lab. Oh yeah, that's the worst place to go. Listen, I didn't have to get any of these prereqs to graduate. Oh no! Oh wait, no, they're already dead. Okay, it's good. <laughs> so. um... Yeah, opening up the door here. What? Why did I go onto the wrong page? Uh, reveals the medical lab where metal desks sit to the north and south along this long room. But the most distinctive features are, of course, a pair of odd bed-like tables flanked by an array of still active medical equipment. Moving armatures of metal extend over the beds, each outfitted with consoles and ready and waiting to be operated if they're needed. A pair of medical droids stand in the corners of this room, though they look like they're badly damaged. It looks like something tore their heads open. Why would something rip open a robot head? If someone who is a bit more proficient, can, could you tell me if they're missing anything from their heads? Could that be engineering? Yeah, 27 engineering. Uh, to see if 
He could glean anything. Me. Beats my 20. And it, it looks like... <laughs> it's almost like something was looking for something. Like, the heads have been, like, split open by something very strong, and then, like, the inside's all, like, dug out, and, like, they're all, like, hanging out of it. Almost like macabre robot hair. Um, but it... Whatever they were looking for, it... it seems generally that most of the pieces or all of the pieces of the robot that are supposed to be there are there. Just not really in the places they go anymore. It, 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 there, there's nothing missing but, but, and she's gonna actually like back up from looking at it with uh, Tetros and say something's still wrong with it though. I don't, I don't like it. I don't know what they did to it. But we need to give these things a wide berth. You know, I'm inclined to agree. I, I feel maybe we all just take a big step or a couple steps back. Step right on out of the room, in fact, and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And are we just fearful of the machines or the autodoc that dwell? It seems that the... The auto dock is actually the thing that's really scary. Like the the machines appear to be disabled, so clearly they're not going to hurt you. Something already took them out of the way. But the auto docks, extremely dangerous. I understand your trepidation. This equipment is necessary to save the lives of these crew members. Oh, don't sell yourself short, Tet. Perhaps. You're all we need to survive. Let's go. Yeah, but what if it ripped the heads off of the other machines? Our primary mission was to save the people on this ship. If the three of you are unwilling to assist me in this, I will take care of it myself to the best of my abilities. And Tetros would go back to the infirmary and... Uh, well, before he leaves, he'd just do a quick engineering to make sure the autodoc looks to be normally operating. 22. Is he working with the autodoc? Do you yeah, think he may be. This is not good. Um, yeah, Tetros, as far as you can tell, it's it's working totally fine. All right. Well, we'll start with the uh, the one who is confused but seems you know awake, and Tetris would, unless somebody starts stopping him, try and start wheeling that gurney out of the infirmary towards the medical lab. Is that um, really I, I necessary? <laughs> I don't think that the um, the fear is to the point where you would try to physically stop Tetros. Um, so, unless you think differently, like this, the compulsion effect or whatever's happening, which is nothing, everything's normal, mm-hmm. is um, not anything where you would necessarily feel compelled to stop those people from going into it. You just certainly wouldn't want to go in yourselves. I mean... I suppose they're already practically dead, so 
Yeah. What if we just wheel them right up to the door for you and you take over the rest of the way? We could just put them into the airlock at this point and just throw them out. Currently, sure. I'm, I'm all for airlocking people out of the building, spaceship. Spare locking, as it were. stand back with trepidation and watch the autodoc inevitably bash the head open of this poor, confused, <laughs> diseased person. Oh, does it ask mechanically what Tetros would need to do to like program the autodoc based off of what he knows? Or is it just, you know, go, go, go gadget technology? be computers, engineering, or medicine check uh, to operate the surgical bed? Uh, just the dirtiest of 30s on a medicine check. Um, with a dirty 30. <laughs> and I think this guy who is semi-conscious is starts to get restless as you get him into the bed and he's starting to like sort of twist and try to get away, but it, he doesn't really have a whole lot of capacity to um, well, for, for locomotion at this point. Um, and I think the auto doc starts scanning him as you get him into it, and it's like um, showing all sorts of highly detailed medical jargon on the various displays that Tetros, of course, knows how to read. Um, and with the 30, it's enough for it to um, basically diagnose. Um, not necessarily the specifics of the infection, but it seems to like basically figure out um, where the infection is in his body, and like it's like generating a plan that just keeps like uh, going through uh, several iterations until finally it sort of presents uh, basically a disease removal protocol um, on the screen to Tetros that um, looks reasonable. It looks like it should work based on what you've gathered so far, but it, it, it will take a little bit of time. Like, he's going to have to be in this auto dock for yeah. um, a while in order to be fully stabilized and cured. That's even if we pay for the McAfee Pro version of the auto dock. <laughs> I knew we should have sprung for Norton 360. Uh, no, uh, Tetris would then grab, you know, one of the other guys catatonic persons to get them going. Might as well use both autodocs. Uh, this will take some time, but they will be treated uh, to the best of my knowledge. I don't understand why you are being so concerned with this technology, but please allow me as the medical officer to care for the crew members. Oh, yes. please. You're doing wonderfully, darling, too. Look at you. I wouldn't want to take away the joy of your own doings for me so by all means carry on yes yeah you're you're doing a great job tetros just like we said be careful there's there's something wrong with those things i I know i'm an engineer for a living so just be careful perhaps the thirst for blood is flaked or at least head blood and they'll be okay let us proceed, then. Uh, should, should we proceed north? It seems like if you wanted to analyze those signs, those funny six-second videos you have there on your cellular phone. 
Tetris, darling? Did you want to give a listen? Sure. The operative asking the biohacker to do a perception. I don't know. I just, it's, you know, let's, let's, uh, keep things consistent. Okay, I'll also do a perception. Uh, only a adjusted 19. It's a brand. Seems quiet in there, too. Probably you got the only spombies in the ship. Everything is almost certainly fine. By my count, Fair. since no time has passed, there were 22 remaining crew members, uh, including the four that we'd found. So that does leave 18 people who are definitely not spombies, uh, otherwise unaccounted for. So nice to have like a faux counter. I authorize your entrance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, opening up the door reveals the uh, biology lab. A long table with various unusual stones and dirt samples heaped on it sits on the southern wall of this room, while the north holds a line of metal desks and a series of terminals placed next to a large humming device. At the heart of this device seems to be a sphere of reddish-brown mud or dirt suspended in the air by, you know, normal androphin technology. But this room seems quiet. There's there's nobody here. Just, you know, a day's work left behind. Can we do another perception, or is that, can we carry over it from the previous perception? Did this mean anything to anyone? Oh. Dirt ball. I mean, like, the dirt ball. I'm not calling any of you dirt ball. <laughs> I think that you would generally know that even these environment uh, module ships... Like the labs on them, since there's spaces in, at a premium in space, the labs are often used for experiments of, of samples from other missions and stuff. So it's probably dirt samples from some planet that the divinity has visited at some point um, in the past few years. Someone was doing double duty analyzing that while also out on this mission to look at the warm ball in space. Hey, at least... We're, we can be confident that there's no like plant-type creatures that hunger for blood uh, any of these samples, that's for sure. Then Tetris would just go back towards the elevator to open the hallway doors and just kind of complete that little circuit. Yes. Excellent idea. Really, like, uncomfortable that there's still zombie tokens, even though they're in the auto dock. <laughs> yeah. They don't have colors on them, so that means that they're fine. <laughs> I keep seeing it as my token goes by and they go into my field of view and I'm like, ah. yeah, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> are we just, are we opening the door? I was waiting for perception checks. Uh, 25 for the southern door. 20 for, oh wait, I'm also in front of this. Uh, so never mind. You hear um, running water on the southern door. Some water behind here again. Perhaps it might be a spa, who can say? Uh, just a 21 on the northern door. Doesn't sound like anything on the northern door. Right, so we don't want to do water or nothing? What are we waiting for? I'm going to proceed through the door. A little levity there. A little water joke for our water fans on the podcast. It's toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Another bathroom. Yeah, you found a communal use bathroom. It's pretty mm -hmm. clean. Um, there are a number of toilets. Uh, someone has left one of the sinks running on hot at full blast. Uh, so all the mirrors are steamed up in here, 
and the room is uncomfortably humid. Mm. For space being at a premium in this ship, they have a lot of bathrooms. Everybody <laughs> needs a bathroom sometime. It's important. There's more bathrooms than there are crew quarters. I've seen this movie before. No one wipe down the fog from the mirror or there will be a monster standing behind you. Lysander's like, what? As he's wiping the mirror. <laughs> and there's a monster in this reflection behind him. Oh no. It's too late for you. <laughs> and that's how he dies. It's bloody fairy. A horrible four-armed robot directly behind him. Uh, Alright, well. Wow, yeah, we... Yeah. I mean, I know we have like an enemy counter going, but we should get a toilet counter going on the side of this. I mean, like we're up to at least double it's digits. It's definitely higher. We're in the yeah. we're in the double digits, and we, there will come a point where we will have less enemies than toilets on this ship. And at you that may point, already peace be will at rain. that point. <laughs> yeah. You may have already crossed the toilet event horizon. <laughs> it's impossible to say. Is this like that's a, my least favorite Sam Neill movie? Tiny door. Um, no, I think that's like a little shower room down there. They don't have like a. <laughs> they don't have a urinal tunnel. Thought this was a normal. Yeah, it looks like there's like a faucet on the side of it. I think it is like a shower. Fair. All right, so. Uh, Check the last door then. I'm bursting inside. <laughs> yeah, bursting. <laughs> um, opening up the door to the north reveals a. Um. Small room with two circular metal tables and several chairs filling the bulk of it. Metal cabinets sit against the walls, while to the north stands a large setup for preparing a hot meal. And sitting in the center of this room is just an absolutely adorable little blue furry creature, uh, which stares up at you as the door opens with these oversized, just adorable black eyes that like look vaguely like they're about to tear up. Its fur is covered in odd patches, which, on close inspection, sort of look like folds. And um, this darling creature, as it um, it stares at you in an almost pleading way, you hear in your minds, We're so hungry. We're so empty. Feed us. This is really creepy, but that token is so freaking adorable. So cute. How can it be anything <laughs> bad? Is it a 10 foot tall or wide crab or worm? Weirdly, it is neither crab-like nor worm-like. It is just too cute. Um, look how adorable. Aww. Aww. It just wants a hug. It looks like... It looks like if the hair monster from Bugs Bunny was redesigned to be like a toddler's learning toy. Yes. <laughs> so, toss it a goo tube. Oh, I'll toss it six goo tubes. Now, um, before we go any further, um, everyone who's in the room who can be affected by mind affecting emotion effects, can you just give me a real quick will save? Oh, that's a good save for me. I'm sure. Just... Oh, plus zero. Awesome. That's, ooh! <laughs> that's good. Um, is this a enchantment spell or effect? 
It is not an enchantment spell or effect. Do you probably have any feats that give me anything special like that? Nope. I do not. Um, alright, going... Let's see, Tetros, I think, doesn't have to make a save here, so how about Lysander? Uh, he's... I mean, you can tell me, but... He's still... Like, I get a racial bonus to mind-affecting effects, so that makes me oh. suspect unless... Uh, unless a... Mind-affecting emotion effects? Uh... Like, I get a... Uh, DC's against me or higher. It doesn't say that I'm not affected. Uh, I count as a construct and a humanoid. Uh, so I rolled a total of an 18. Alright, so you're you're okay. You're unaffected by this, this cuteness. How about Lysander? Two for a four. Uh, so you are fascinated by this adorable... You are creature. so cute. You are just irrationally infatuated with it. Um, and how about Kalexa? Uh, Kalexa got a 13. Yeah, same thing. You are fascinated by this creature. And it is in irrational. Um, just absolute love for this cute little huggable thing. Um, how about Feral? That's a three for a six. <laughs> Same thing. Once again, all of our dear biological crewmates just absolutely love this little creature. Professor Snugglesby. I love him. Oh my goodness. I've already got a couple names for him. Aren't you just the most darling thing? Come here, come here. Not fascinated. <laughs> We all start doing the like, the, the the noise like a cat at a party where four people are calling them at once. Which one of us do you like the most? As you're all closing in on this adorable creature, um, its oversized eyes tear apart at the pupils and the the patches of its fur split apart and its downy ears morph into protruding spikes as an eyeless head bursts out of each eye covered in acidic slime coating it with a thin gray membrane that's its true skin as its body unfurls and a skeleton pops and snaps nauseatingly into place it has long limbs and opposable hands and long dexterous fingers it sits on two crouched, short back legs. Unfortunately, you're all still fascinated and still absolutely in love with this darling creature as we all need to roll for initiative. Can we, can we get some updated art? Do you have an image? Of <laughs> yeah, I I'm, Sadly, I have no updated I'm not art. fighting that picture, so we need to update the <laughs> I only have the cute picture. I'm not rolling sh to shoot that thing. All right, so, um, Farrell, what'd you get for initiative? It's an 8 for a 12, Sam. Not too bad. Better than your will save, anyways. And, uh, Tetros? That's a natural 19 for a 23. Nice and speedy. And, uh, Lysander? 21. And, uh, Kalexa? Uh, Kalexa has a 22. All right, so... The good news is you're all going 
ahead of the creature. The bad news is all of the biological members of the party have the fascinated condition um, for the next three rounds. And in addition to that, um, any attacks that you take on this wonderful creature do take a minus four for that duration. A quick rules question. Does the fascinated condition work like it does in Pathfinder where once the thing you're fascinated by takes a hostile action against you, the fascination is instantly broken? That is an interesting question and one I am absolutely prepared to answer by um, going on AONSRD. Or you could just ask Izzy. Uh, I'm sure Izzy... Uh, any potential threat, such as a hostile creature approaching, grants you a new saving throw against a fascinating effect. Any obvious threat, such as someone drawing a weapon, casting a spell, yada yada, uh, automatically ends the condition. An ally can shake you free and end this condition as a standard action. Okay, so the second it actually like attacks any of us with its horrible skeleton heads and claws and stuff, it automatically ends it. Yes, I, I will say that um, it taking on this new horrible form did not break the fascination. Yeah, it, since it hasn't done anything to us yet, it's just got ugly. It's doing a trick. You're so good. It's impressive, you know? It's just it, it's so little, and then it just got so big and weird. Mm-hmm. I will call you Big Weird. All right, um, Tetros, you are up. Hooray. Uh, as a move action, Tetros will study this creature with his custom micro lab, getting him that automatic 34 life science to try and identify and find out stuff about Professor Snugglesby. Um, you are looking at a QU. I assume that that's how you say that, Q-U-Y-U, which is, of course, an aberration. It was tiny a second ago, but now it's medium, which is not normal. Um, They originated deep in the isolated regions of space and have been encountered by life forms just, like, basically out in the middle of nowhere. They are known to live for ants floating only among themselves in empty space. They don't seem to require food, drink, or even an atmosphere to survive. They're dangerously clever creatures that quietly observe sapient life forms and um, note their bizarre tendency to defenselessly approach anything small, pathetic, and cute. They devise a devious hunting strategy that exploits this flaw. And, um, yeah, they seem to receive a deep sense of satisfaction when uh, betrayed victims realize that the adorable facade is truly grotesque and about to eat their faces. Um, you can ask uh, two questions. Oh boy. Uh, you mentioned it's oozy weirdness, uh, so I kind of want to go with special defenses as the first. Um, as far as special defenses go um it has void adaptation so it doesn't need um anything it can survive in a vacuum and um it is immune to acid and starvation despite its claims of hunger okay and then probably special abilities Uh, well you've seen two of them 
the facade form where it pretends to be cute and adorable. And um, the other part of that is its pathetic gaze, which is a magical influence that reaches out whenever it's in its facade form that um, fascinates creatures and lower their defenses. Then it also has a um, cruel dissection ability, which is its knowledge of physiology increases the likelihood of landing a devastating attack. So you've got that to look forward to, should it manage to hit you. It knows the parts that hurt. That sounds like a bummer. Uh, Tetris will will call out to his companions and say this creature wants to consume us it is not a cute friend uh, and I know no one's going to believe him but he is still going to try and shoot it uh, with his needler pistol Ugh, and the good rolls are over move along natural 2 not gonna hit total of 11 uh yeah 11 is not going to hit so that'll bring us to Kalexa. uh okay Kalexa has yet to see this thing take a hostile action but she did see tetris just tried to kill it uh so she's going to look at him and yell what what are you doing? It's he's just a little guy. He needs help. He needs food. Why are you trying to hurt him? And she is going to delay. All right. How about Lysander? Uh, similar to Kalexa, is going to turn to uh, Tetros and say, "Yes, I'm sorry. He doesn't look like an auto doc, but he is quite <laughs> cute." And we'll also delay. And feral. Not to be dramatic, but uh, feral too will turn to Tetris Five and say, "Now, darling, I know that we upset you by not wanting to go into that back room there, but there's no reason to take it out on this poor creature. Look how cute it is! It just wants some food. Let's oblige." Um, and we'll also delay. Um, well, this darling little creature is going to, um, on its turn, it's going to full attack, uh, starting by just chomping on Lysander's face uh, with one of its heads. Um, oh, that's not a good roll. That is only a 15 versus KAC. That is a, a no, unless I am flat kinetic no I I don't think fascinated um, does anything with your AC so you should be yeah I don't think there's like any uh, negative things. yeah so he's just like Ooh, oh oh look at you little feisty Fran on the, on the plus side you are no longer fascinated as it tries to get you with one of its long-fingered claws. And that is oh, also a 15. That also misses. All right, well... Yeah, the only 
Only negative for fascinated is a minus four penalty to any skill checks made as reactions. Uh, I'd like to reinsert, I suppose. Sounds um, reasonable. Tact. Um, <laughs> my my friends, take care. Tetroth is right. This creature is an enemy under all of that hair. Um, and gonna five foot step back and oh yeah I have a thing I'm gonna look at my my buddy Feral and I am going to um, as a standard action you can signal an ally within 60 feet that ally can ignore one condition of your choice until the next uh, the start of your next turn that includes fascinated from this list um, this is the don't quit ability. Um, condition can still be removed, can't remove permanent duration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yes, um, so as a standard action, I'll look at Farrell and say, do not be deceived. It is not as it seems. Big weird is scary. And sh shoot them. And uh, so you can now ignore being fascinated. Uh, well, if I'm ignoring, I'd also like to reinsert if, it's, if that's the end of Zach's turn. Mm -hmm. All right. Great. Um, so Feral comes to themselves just like, oh, could, what on earth is this thing? Dear God, okay, right. Well, sorry then, let's go. Um, and we'll fall back on my old standard, which is start with a trick attack. So I'm going to roll stealth and see if that works. Oh, no, that's not good at all. That's uh, an 18. Um, I have to beat a 20 plus CR. So not going to work. So, yeah, it's not CR negative 2. Okay. So then just a regular pistol whip. 3? 9 plus 3? 12? I don't think a 12 works either. Uh, 12 is not going to hit the little dear baby. Okay, so uh, Feral comes to comes back to themselves, realizes this thing is bad, goes to smack it with a gun, and then just sort of trips. Oops, well, next time, I'm sure. <laughs> That's my turn. All right, uh, Kalexa, are you stepping in, or are you letting your turn go after Tetris's? Uh, so when it's... Uh, Attempted to eat Lysander. That would have broken it for all of us, correct? Yes. We I, saw hostile I think action. the fascinate yeah. should uh, be broken because it did a chomp right next to you. Okay. Yeah, then uh, she is going to reinsert and she's going to go, Oh my uh, gods, what, what is that thing? That's not what we thought it was. And she is going to attempt to shoot it with her gun <laughs> from point blank range. Uh, it's gonna bite you. Yep, I figured it would, but like her immediate reaction would not be to take a step back, it would be to start trying to shoot it. Um, that is a 23 to bite. Uh, that's KAC, yep, that beats it by two. All right, I that am a going to need a fortitude save. Oops. Or hey, my fort is not a zero, unlike my will. 
Uh, but that's probably still a fail, though, because that's a 10 on the die for a 15. All right. So, good news is it's a bad roll on the damage. That is only 13 piercing damage. Um, the mouth isn't letting go, though. Uh, I get a natural 20 on the grab, so you are grappled. Ouch. How much piercing damage did you say again? Uh, 13. 13, that's what I thought you said, just wanted to make sure. And I am grappled. Ugh. That on on this sheet to see my negatives for that. Uh, afflictions, yes, here it is. Um, so, um, depending on the is it going to be a, uh, weapon that you're using, you might not be able to shoot now. Yeah, it is because of a feat I have, I can fire this gun one-handed, despite it being normally a two-handed weapon. Oh, nice. So as long as I can still fire one-handed while grappled... Yeah, you can take. You can't take any actions that require two hands, so okay. you should be able to do one-handed. Be a way to not grapple down here to make sure if there's any kind of. Though I don't think there should be a negative to a ranged attack with it. Yeah, I think it's still uh, gonna be that like a minus. Two, yeah, minus two penalty on all dex-based skills, so. Dex, it probably is, because it's a gun. Uh, yep, okay, so that is a 19 on the die. So that is a plus seven, but minus two, so that is a 24. Yeah, that'll hit. Didn't do my thing that gives me the plus five because she is way too panicked to try to do that. Uh, that is eight points of uh, half piercing and half sonic damage. And all appears to go through. Uh, and I think after firing, she is now going to take a uh, guarded step back. Yeah, she's grappled. Oh, she's grappled. Ah. That's right, there's a head attached to me. Uh, that will be her turn, then. Alright, Tetros, this thing that everybody trusted a minute ago, now has a head just charmed right on uh, Kalexa. Wild. I can't believe that I was right. <sighs> uh, yeah, Tetros is going to just try and murder it let's throw a basic inhibitor on that try and see if I can't biohack it if I can actually hit it so the hit is good uh, 25 against KAC with the needler pistol uh and then, uh, so that basic inhibitor will hit and do a little bit of damage. You're also going to take a minus two penalty to your AC. Uh, but let's get that damage. 
six points of piercing damage. And yeah, you have a, a minus two to your AC uh, for a while. Uh, seven rounds. <laughs> Probably longer than it will live. Probably. And that's his turn. All right. Well, this deer creature is um, very upset. It's still got... Um, it's got some teeth in Kalexa, and it's got Feral standing right on its, the other side of it. So I think what it's going to do is it's going to try to chomp um, Feral with its other head. I think it's going to do a full attack. So it's going to go for first the chomp. Uh, that is a pretty good roll. That is a 23 versus KAC. Yeah, 23 will do it. Need a fortitude save? That, that's, a, that's a question. You Yes, you do need a fortitude save. I, I, I do need <laughs> I one. I was like, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I mean, we can just auto-fail it if you want. Oh, come on. These rolls are killing me. That's a four total. Four total? Wow. <laughs> good thing this is... Fortitude save. Oh, man. Max damage. That is 20 piercing damage. Um, and the grab is only a 12 versus your KAC plus 8, so I don't think that's going to grab you. 12 versus my KAC plus 8. No. And um, the claw is going for the grappled Kalexa, which is a 14 versus KAC. That is a miss. All right. Well, at the end of its turn, you are no longer grappled. So nobody's grappled. So everybody's free to hug the creature as much as they want. And Lysander is up now with our reshuffled order. Yeah. You cannot grapple the dapple at the thing. I I guess maybe he's actually successfully grappled multiple dapple. But regardless, get him deceived us with their fluff now to show them that we're tough it's turning into some real team rocket <laughs> um, but yeah uh, so there's that that is my get em. that is my move action um, and then I guess I don't have to like don't quit anybody um, because everybody can see what's going on so you know what I'm gonna try to demoralize um which I can also do as a move action. Um, So to do that, it's an intimidate check. God, what's the, (laughs) what's even the DC? I don't know, but I bet you I'm gonna succeed with the 17 for a 33. I bet Uh, you you very feel bad about yourself. Yeah, I'm guessing that that succeeds. Definitely demoralized now. You might yeah, be demoralized. DC later. is either 10 plus the opponent's total intimidate skill bonus or 15 plus one and a half times the opponent's CR. So, oh, yeah. what was your total again? It was 33. 30 All right. So, I'm guessing it's intimidate doesn't exist. So, 
All right, so it's intimidated for two rounds. Yeah. It's big. All right, it's my turn. All right. Big bicep. Feral, this thing is easier to hit. You've got to get him. You are not grappled. Yeah, gonna hit it. Hit it with my gun. We're gonna go for the trick attack again. Different die this time. That's a little better. That's gonna be a 22 to attempt trick attack. It's gonna be 20 versus their, no, 22 versus their CR plus 20. Uh, no, it is higher than CR2. Uh, okay, so that's not going to work. And then we're just going to try a regular quip. Should really start shooting these things, but... I'm a melee fighter, what can I say? Um, that's a dirty 20. Uh, that'll hit. Great. That's 11 points of gun damage? Like bludgeoning, I guess. <laughs> of bludgeon gun. Alright, it's starting to look a little bit hurt. Uh, and that will be my turn. Alright, Kalexa. The teeth are out of you. Uh, yes, Kalexa is going to take a guarded step back to the southwest. And then she is... Uh, oh, that's my move. Because it's not a free action anymore in Starfinder, is it? It's an actual move. That's the one that started that, and then Tui continued it, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I cannot use my uh, ability to uh, get my sights on this thing, so I'm just going to have to fire at it regularly. Uh, so that is a 14 on the die for a 21. A 21 will hit. Uh, that is nine points of damage. All right, pretty good. That will be her entire turn. Moved and fired. All right, Tetros, you have inhibited this creature. You put a needle in it as well. Yeah. I think he's just gonna just watch the rest of the fight because he's done all he can. No, uh, Tetris will uh, step up to the creature and stab at it with his tactical spear. And somehow miss with a two on the dice. Keep it moving. Ouch. Alright, well, this creature has a new person in its face. Um, so I think it's going to go for that full attack again. It's going to try to chomp Tetros. Oh, that's not very good. Only a 16 versus KAC? No. Alright, well, it's going for the claw on Feral as well. Um, that's a lot better. How about, if I'm not forgetting Demoralize, a 25 versus KAC? 25 is pretty good. 13 slashing damage as it gets you with a claw. And all of this is coming off stamina first, right? Yeah, stamina first. Alright, Lysander, we're back around to you. Um, let's see. I think I'm gonna continue 
Let's make sure they've already been demoralized, so uh, get them again. To continue our assaults. Um, uh, out of rhymes, I'm very tired. Uh, but yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so get them, and you know what? I will just give an extra move action to Kalexa uh, with my hurry ability. Quick with haste. Alright, that'll bring us to Feral. Alright, we're gonna try the same thing. Here we go. Trick attack. That's one point better than it was last time, which makes me think it doesn't work. That's going to be a 21 to startle, but no, Still yeah, not. it doesn't. Okay. All right. Pistol whip with my full added bonus now instead of just half of it. Hey, that's a natural 20. So a 27 to whip. That will hit. Wait, that's going to be... Uh, oh, and we... Do I roll two dice, or do I roll one and double it? Anybody room? I think <laughs> I we said... I want to say it's roll one and double it. I, th- I think we said... You're my rules guy. I don't, I don't know. I think, we, I think I said double it last time. Um, it just makes me sad, because I don't want to get a one. Go for it. All right, let's do... Hey, that's going to be a... 10 plus 16. 20, 36. 16 total? Oh, 20. Are you, okay. 26. 36 total? 26. 16 plus 26 10. Total. 16 plus okay. 10 is 26. Thanks. Thanks all. <laughs> okay, that was a lot of damage. It's starting to look pathetic again and almost cute in an eldritch horror kind of way. Uh, that's my turn. Does your gun have any like? Yeah, I like mine. I think knocks you prone if you get a crit. Does it matter if I'm not shooting it? No. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that's a good question. I guess yeah. you probably don't have an extra crit effect <laughs> on a pistol whip. Just feels extra yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, no, I don't see anything here. Yeah. All right, um, Colexa, you're up. So now that Kalexa doesn't have to move this round, she is going to use her superior firepower ability. So as a move action, she basically takes aim on this creature and then she is going to fire a shot at it and probably miss horribly because that is a nine (laughs) against KAC. Yeah, nine's not going to do it. Yeah. And that will be her turn. All right, Tetros, you're up in its face. I'm sure not regretting that at all, but it looks like it's quite hurt. Yeah, we're just going to try and full attack with the spear. It's always a good time. Oh, one's a nat 20. Uh, The other is a, uh, with the getum still on it, an 18. Those will both hit. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's happening. Melee. <laughs> Tetros the melee monster. 
Oh yeah, so we'll do the crit first. No crit effect. Uh, that is 16. Ooh, and max 12 on the not crit. Uh, their powers combined. It is a dead QU. We are out of initiative. Oh, QQ from the QU. So I think as you're all standing in this, um, it looks like a break room, probably. But you've broken this horrible alien being that just wanted a meal, even though they probably don't need to eat. Just like to remind everyone that in space, no one can go to bed. Space night, Sam. Good awake, Good night, Sam. Sam. Good insomnia, Sam. Yo, DJ Hal, bring that beat back. I'm sorry, Lars. I'm afraid I can't do that. So what can you do? I can play this awesome guitar solo. Pot Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine, LLC, all rights reserved. Starfinder and Pathfinder are property of Paizo Publishing. See their website, paizo.com, for more information. Yes, I'm an alien. Yes, I'm an alien. Yes, I'm an alien. I come from outer space. Yes, I'm an alien. Yes, I'm an alien. Yes, I'm an alien. I came to rock this place. Thank you to MC Lars for our theme song for episode 100, Space Game. We encourage you to check him out at patreon.com slash mclars. Additional sound credits are available in the show notes. As always, if you like what you hear, we encourage you to leave us a review on your pod chaser of choice. All right. I'm not recording. Recording. Testing waveforms. Goopy waveforms. There they are. Waveforms. Oh, yeah. Are actual waveforms Sometimes they're waveforms. Space wave goop forms. Space wave goop forms. Spice wave goop forms. Yeah. Excellent. One, two, two, three, clap. Oh, the strong and robust clap. That one hurt. I was <laughs> trying to clap for two and I missed my own hands the first time. <laughs> Just normal things.